Today we're going to talk about comfort. All of us need comfort. Little bitty children, they need comfort. Babies need comfort. You and I, we need comfort in today's world. We're hearing prophets prophesying doom and gloom. Bad, 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 bad. It's bad, bad, bad. If you're listening to this in Espanol, malo, 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 things are malo, bad, bad, bad. The Christians are prophesying bad things. The non-Christians are prophesying bad things. The, 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 the perpetrators of evil and, and all kinds of mayhem and <laughs> destruction and uh, doing outrageous things and violence, it's all very, very, very negative. Many of, the, many of the Christians, uh, often they get into the prophesying doom and gloom because it's more spectacular and it gets people's attention. Um, some of them, you know, may not be doing it consciously, but, but uh, in the midst of bizarre happenings and lawlessness and hatred and violence and great uncertainty, we need comfort. People are dying today. And we need comfort in the midst of our world. Psalm 119.82 says, Mine eyes fail for your word, saying, When will you comfort me? When? Let me tell you, if you're one of the ones right now that you need comfort, circumstances are really difficult for you personally. Circumstances in your family are difficult. Um, just getting up in the morning is hard, and you need comfort. This is God's answer. Isaiah 40, 40 verse 1, comfort, comfort my people, says your God. That's the instant answer to your problems. You need comfort. The definition of comfort is to soothe in distress or sorrow, to ease the misery or the grief, to bring consolation or hope, relief from distress, comfort, a state of ease, free from worry and pain. We need comfort. Now, in this time where we're, uh, right now, we're still sequestered, we're still quarantined, Hopefully that's going to change soon. But in the midst of this comfort, one of the few things that we have is food. <laughs> um, and so in my case, chocolate, ice cream, cream of tomato soup, that's one of my, my comfort foods. Um, beauty comforts me. I like to go on uh, YouTube. I like to search for beautiful ice skating, ballet, beautiful music comforts me. But the Lord can bring comfort that is supernatural and eternal and different. Unfortunately, ice cream has a consequence. <laughs> Chocolate has a consequence. 
and, and then I need comfort from the consequence. <laughs> so we need supernatural comfort. Isaiah 51 verse 3 says, The Lord will surely comfort Zion and will look with compassion on all her ruins. He'll make her deserts like Eden and her waste lands like the garden of the Lord. Joy and gladness will be found in her thanksgiving and the sound of singing. So see, he doesn't just go, oh, poor thing. Oh, I'm, I'm so sorry for you. That's a human comfort, and that's better than nothing, and we like that, and we like the comfort of our friends. But obviously, you can see this. The comfort of the Lord is so supernatural that he not only comforts us from the circumstances, but he changes them. <laughs> that's fabulous. The Lord, it says, the scripture says, comforts as a mother comforts. Isaiah 66, verse 13. As one whom his mother comforts, the Lord says, so I will. That's like in the previous set. Surely I will comfort. I will. This is a promise. I will comfort you and you will be comforted. When you see, your heart will rejoice. Your bones will flourish like grass. And the hand of his Lord will be known to his servants and his indignation to his enemies. So, you know, there have been times in my life where injustice has been upon me. I've been treated with injustice or I've, I've, I've needed, and I've asked the Lord, you know, I know you say vengeance is yours, so get with it. <laughs> Give us indignation to our enemies. Let there be retribution. Let the enemies fall into the pit that they have dug for us, which is, you know, another scripture. But the Lord says, for behold, he will come with fire and with his chariots like a whirlwind to render his anger with fury and his rebuke with flames of fire. See, he's on our side. He is a great and mighty God and he's on our side. And, and he brings joy and good and retribution to the enemies. So what is a mother comfort? You know, let me tell you, when a baby cries, have you ever seen a mother when the baby cries and she takes that baby? And I mean that baby can be screaming at the top of his lungs. But she takes that baby, oh, now, sweet thing. Oh, you're okay, okay. She's comforting. She, her whole attention is comforting that child. Well, Zechariah 1, verse 16 says, I will come with mercy, and there my house will be rebuilt. And he goes on and, and then he says at the end of that, that passage, verse 17, my towns will flow with prosperity and I will again comfort Zion and choose Jerusalem. So many times when we are uncomforted, we feel unchosen. Now I always had a problem with that when I was growing up. You know, I, I was... I grew up in a very small place, <laughs> so there weren't very many people, but those few people, I wanted them to choose me. I wanted to be chosen as the best friend. If they were choosing uh, softball uh, teams, I was always the last one to be chosen. This was not good. Now, the reason they didn't choose me was because I couldn't hit the ball. <laughs> but I still felt rejected. It was sad. I was unchosen. But the Lord says here, I will choose. 
He said, I will choose you. He said, I will comfort you and I will choose you. And so the other thing is, I was, I was extremely shy. Well, the thing about being extremely shy is you hide from the people because you're shy. But then they don't choose you because they don't see you because you're hiding. But then you're still feeling rejected. <laughs> and so many times that's, that all of that in us is, is, is calling out for being unchosen and being rejected and needing comfort, which it all leads that, then that leads to despair. And so either the circumstances are causing us rejection or the, the, the people are causing us rejection. And right now, this massive storm that we're in is causing us to feel like we're separated, we're isolated, and we don't know what to do. And sometimes, you know, it's like an, it's like an animal that's, that's injured. That animal runs and hides in some corner. And if you try to reach out to that animal, man, it, it's, a, it's after you, you know. You don't go after a, a wounded lion. But the Lord says, come to me. Matthew eleven twenty-eight. 28, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest. You will find comfort for your soul. Many of you, you're having tormenting thoughts, tormenting thoughts. You're, you're, all these, these winds that are moving around in this storm are getting in your mind, and you're beginning to pick up just from the things that the devil is throwing everywhere. But the Lord says, Come to me. He says, I'm your refuge and your strength. I'm a help, a very present help in trouble. So we shouldn't be like those wounded animals and run away. That's always been my personal DNA, <laughs> my personality, I should say. Uh, I can remember when, when I would do something and Mama would get mad at me, and I would run down the hill and climb to the top of the very highest tree I could find. And I would hide, just like that wounded animal. But we can't do that. We need to run to the Lord because that's where our comfort is. When we're weary, when we're, when we're, we're just weak, when we can't go anymore, when we've done all we can do, when we're full of fear, we run to him and we find rest. He's our refuge. Psalm 46, he's our refuge. Psalm 50, 15, call upon me, he says. Call upon me in the day of trouble, and you will glorify me. In other words, call upon me, and, and there's going to be a presence, and there's going to be a worship and a praise. Psalm 55 says, cast thy burden on the Lord. A couple of those places in the New Testament where he says, cast the burden on the Lord, the word means to fling violently away from you. Sometimes it takes that. Sometimes this situation is so bad that it builds up on the inside of us and we have to choose to violently take all these bad thoughts and these bad feelings and fling them violently away. And the Bible says, he will sustain you. He will sustain you. He's going to comfort us. 
Psalm 42, why are you cast down, O my soul? And why are you disquieted for within, within me? Hope in God. Hope in God. Depression and grief, despair, those don't have to be there no matter how bad it is. See, we, we human beings, we just say, oh, well, no wonder I'm upset. We, we excuse that. We say, no wonder I'm mad. No, no wonder I'm angry. I have a reason to be angry. You don't ever have to be angry. You don't ever have to be depressed. You don't ever have to be cast down because you have help. He is a helpline. We dial 911 when we need help, and we figure help is going to be there. Well, we need to learn that God is our 911. He wants to comfort us. He wants to help us. That's why we don't forget who he is. We don't forget who we are. We are the ones who call on him in times of trouble. Psalm 62 says, my soul wait only on God. So run to him. I don't run up to the highest tree anymore. <laughs> I can't climb it for one thing. I still have that tendency if there's some kind of confrontation. I've never liked confrontation. So when there's some kind of confrontation, I always run to another place just to get away from it because I don't like the violence and the confrontation. But I had to learn, I had to train myself to run to God, to run to Him. When we're in deep trouble, we've got to condition our expectations. My expectation is in God. My hope is in God. My joy is in God. My strength is in God. So it's like the battle for the soul. Even in the midst of, of truly terrible circumstances, there's a battle for the soul. And so in that time, we have to have be smart enough. Now, you know, when we get hungry, we're smart enough to go to the refrigerator. <laughs> we're smart enough to go to the pantry and get food. Well, now we have to be smart enough to go to the Lord because He, my expectation, is in Him. Now, if your expectation is that something bad is going to happen because look what happened yesterday, then you've put your hope in the bad and you will call forth the bad. In Job it says, what I feared came upon me. If you, if you fear and you look at that thing and you fear it, it'll come. If you're afraid of roaches and crawling things, you'll start seeing roaches and crawling things. You know what I do on my property? I, we live on, on property with um, trees and, you know, a lot of kind of rural type stuff. And, and um, people are always asking me about snakes. And I say, there are no snakes on my property. And if I see one, which I see hardly ever see them, if I see a snake, I say, in the name of Jesus, I scream at him. Ask my husband. <laughs> I scream at him. I curse you in the name of Jesus. You get off my property. This is the Lord's property and you are not welcome here. And so as a result, in 20 years of living in this rural property, we've seen very few snakes. I mean, they don't like it at my place. <laughs> so we have to take authority over depression. We have to take authority over, over the unease, the disquiet, because in great trouble, he will revive us. So Psalm 71, verse 20 
You've shown me these great and severe troubles, but you will revive me again and you will bring me up out of the depths of the earth. You will increase my greatness and listen, you will comfort me on every side. Now, there are days when I just need comfort. And so I say, Lord, I just need comfort. Please comfort me. And there are times, you know, when someone will call or someone will text me a word from the Lord. I remember years ago, this is really interesting, years ago I was having this problem in the ministry and it was with, with leaders in the ministry and with, with the situation that I was in. And it was pretty unjust actually. And I was crying out to the Lord. I was in my car and I was crying out to the Lord and I said, Lord, you know, have you seen this? Have you, do you see what they're doing? I mean, and, and, and I mean, does, does it even matter in your world? Well, I got to, tr- to church like two days later and a friend of mine walked up and she handed me this little piece of paper that she had torn out of her, her, her booklet. This is like 30 years ago. And it had two words on it. It matters. <laughs> I mean, that's fabulous. Only God knew. I didn't say that to anybody but God. Only God knew that. And the fact that he heard my words and he told me from someone that had no idea what was going on, it mattered, that comforted my heart. I'm telling you, in the depths of the earth is evil and hell and death. And sometimes our soul takes a little trip there. And that was what my, I was complaining and bitterly crying out to the Lord at that time. I took a little trip. And there are times when we need one another and the Lord used my friend to help me in my time of trouble to say it matters. Listen, it's not the fact that we have trouble that's important. It's do we come up out of it and how do we handle it? That's what's important. So in the midst of trouble, I mean, in this world, we're going to have trouble. We're going to have trials and tribulations. They're going to come and they're going to go. And they're going to come and they're going to go. But in the midst of that, he brings us up out of that tribulation. There was a great man named Dwight L. Moody one time. And he said, I pray all the time to be filled with the Spirit. And somebody said, well, I thought you were already filled with the Spirit. He said, yeah, but I leak. So you and I, we can be filled with the Spirit one day and the troubles and the deep distress, you know, they'll come and, and all that peace just leaks right out of us. And so we have to learn the Lord will fill us back up with His comfort with his peace, with his joy. Psalm 94, verse 17 says, Unless the Lord had been my help, my soul would soon have settled in silence. In other words, you just die in silence. Nobody cares. (laughs) If I say my foot slips, your mercy, O Lord, will hold me up. In the midst of my anxieties within me, your comforts delight my soul. So in the very midst of your despair, in the very midst of the anxieties in this world right now, his comforts delight our soul. 
three weeks after my husband and I were married, we were in a car that exploded. We were hit by another car. And I had third-degree burns, and I was in the hospital for two months the first time, and they stripped all the dead skin off in the bleach tanks, and I had bloody legs, and my hands looked like something out of the twilight zone, and things were not good, and I was in extreme agony and distress. And one day, my sister visited me, and she brought this stuffed, I remember it was a plaid, it was a yellow plaid stuffed dog. And I had, I had what they called tents of lights on my bloody legs. And so right where I could see, this tent was there. And she brought that dog and she set it right on top of the tent. So, because I could see very little. But all I had to do was open my eyes and I could see that dog. And for some reason, that dog made me smile. And nothing in my entire life had that ability at that moment. And she ended up being the one to lead me into a deeper walk with the Lord. And it was a thing. But that comforted me, just that one little thing. You know, so the Lord may tell you, go, go and do something. It may make no sense to you at all, but go say this or go do this to someone, and it'll bring comfort to them when you don't even know they're in distress. Psalm 138, verse 3, verse 7, and verse 8. In the day when I called, you answered me. See, that's God. And you strengthened me with strength, might, in my inner self. Though I walk in the midst of trouble, you will revive me. You will stretch forth your hand against the wrath of my enemies, and your right hand will save me. You can stand on this scripture. If enemies are doing bad things to you, if, if you're being handled in an unjust way, you can use this and pray and say, Lord, though I walk in the midst of trouble, you will revive me. The Lord will perfect that which concerns me. Your mercy and loving kindness endure forever. And then Psalm 147, he heals the brokenhearted and binds up the wounds. So I was brokenhearted that day. Well, for those, actually for years, I was brokenhearted because of, of the, the troubles that had come on my physical body which then, of course, extended to my emotions and my mind. But the Lord became my strength. I met him in a new way. People began to come to me, and I met him in a new way. There's always a new, closer way because he is there to comfort you. He's there to heal. He knows every hair on your head. He knows who you are. He saw you, Psalm 139. When you were, when you were made in secret, He saw you. He, he loves you. The, the Bible says He makes everything work together for your good. My husband and I, our house flooded several times because of the storms. And one time, the first time it happened, I walked into my flooded house and everything was dis destroyed and soaked and everything else. And I opened my mouth, and what came out was, I believe, God, that, that, even, that you can cause even this to work together for my good. I knew the scripture, and I knew his character, and I knew that he loved me, and I knew that this was not his will for me. And so what he did was he caused us through 
um, the provision of insurance and the help of all of our friends. We got our house redecorated. Of course, it flooded two more times. <laughs> but each time, he comes and he comforts and he brings, uh, he brings strength and he brings joy. In Jeremiah 31, it ta- he says, I will comfort them and give them joy instead of sorrow. He says, I will give them garments of praise for the spirit of heaviness. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. He's the great shepherd. He's the good shepherd. He wants to, that's his job because of who he is. His rod and his staff, they fend off our enemies. His rod keeps us together so we don't become isolated like sheep go off and go astray. Keeps us together so that in the fellowship of the, of the beloved, we find comfort. He pulls us out of dangerous places. He comforts us even when we're bad. He comforts us even when we've, 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 we've made mistakes. He comforts us with his word. He brings the scriptures to us, Romans 15, 4. He comforts us. The, the, he's the God of patience and comfort. And he shows us how to comfort one another, just like the friend came and, and comforted me. We are comforted by the Holy Spirit. That's the other, other name, one of the many names for the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of truth. He is the comfort. So we learn through our lives and through these things that happen to us to receive the comfort of Holy Spirit, the comfort of Jesus, the Good Shepherd, the comfort of the Ancient of Days. Jesus said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. So we have a good Father. We have a good Father who lives through His Word. So go into the Scriptures and allow His Word to begin to comfort so that our cry is that I may know Him. Because the more we know him, the more comfort we have. The more we know him, the more we progressively become acquainted with his joy and with his peace and with his strength. That's what Philippians says, Philippians 3.10. My determined purpose in the midst of this, in the midst of all the circumstances, in the midst of terrible circumstances, in the midst of the shadow of death, He comforts us. We don't fear, but he comforts us. He brings us close to him. And as we sang many years ago, we lean on his everlasting arms, his eternal arms. His comfort is eternal. It's there forever. It's not here today and gone tomorrow. Always there. Always there. His comfort builds us up, saves us, gives us a future, and turns our mourning into dancing. So whatever you're experiencing, there is hope. You can stand. You can receive comfort. You can receive healing. You can receive joy. And we send that just as Jesus sent it to the centurion's servant, and he was healed. We send that word of healing and comfort and joy to you today. In the name of Jesus, the Comforter, 
Holy Spirit, the Comforter. You